0: Everyone and welcome to another episode of the Feasible Filmcast. This is episode 25 for October 14th, 2016. My name is Christopher, and on today's episode, we're going to be reviewing uh, David Sandberg's "Lights Out" uh, horror film that came out uh, about the tail end of the summer. And um, you know, it's just fitting that you know Halloween's right around the corner. So that's why we've kind of been tackling a lot of these horror movies lately. But uh, there hasn't really been a lot of stories or any type of reveals coming out uh, lately, so we'll probably just talk a little bit about the uh, new Star Wars Rogue One trailer and the John Wick Two trailer, which just came out. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and get things started. Um, so, Lights Out is uh, was a film that came, or a horror film that came out a couple months back, just recently came out on, uh, you know, came out in the stores. And uh, produced by James Wan, had a minimal budget of like five million dollars and over the course of its run made like 150 million. So it was definitely a success. It's definitely one of the uh, horror films that, you know, um, I mean was just it, it, it was just set up to succeed. I mean, being that it was five million, you know, I mean, th- 30, 40 million nowadays is typical of even so- of some indie films that come out in limited theaters. So it was definitely, going to do uh, fairly well and turned out that way. So uh it was basically it was uh what I thought was kind of cool is this movie was uh based on an old an older short film that came out a couple years ago that uh Sandberg released uh to, to some I forget what the name of the little online festival was, but it was like 10 seconds of horror or something. And you know, he submitted his short film and you know, I believe that it won and you know, it kind of got recognized, went viral, and, you know, nowadays anything with a name, you know, gets picked up, especially if it's horror and, um, or gets remade. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so it was picked up, uh, was released, um, and, uh, you know, to some pretty favorable reviews. Uh, it kind of checks off all of the major points from a horror movie, you know, and kind of uses the whole, uh, fear of the Dark aesthetic, uh, you know, like Pitch Black, you know, getting away from the aliens uh, or Vin Diesel trying to get away from the aliens, you know, and they only come out when it's dark outside. It's kind of a similar idea. But um, in all the movies I've seen, I mean, it's so weird because it's it's such a simple idea and you think that it's happened before, but it hasn't really, which is kind of surprising. Um, but it's basically about uh, a family who's being terrorized by... Um, this deemed demonic figure or a uh, ghost or whatever it may be. But um, basically, without getting into... It's going to be hard to explain the movie without talking a little bit about what happens towards the middle or what they find out about it. So this doesn't really spoil much, but um, it's about uh, a family who is kind of separated after their father dies and uh the mother's kind of depressed about everything going on and she's taking a lot of medication and she lives in kind of like a large home in Los Angeles with her small child and um her daughter has kind of moved away uh after the father died and kind of moved on and uh so the you know the little kid starts recognizing that the the mother is kind of off kilter a bit but it's not just because of her medication it's like she he hears her talking to people and whatnot and so they end up finding out um i'm not going to go into like where diana comes from or anything um but yeah they end up finding out that there was she had a lot the mother had a life like a a friend when she was younger and some things happened to the friend and um you know we'll just kind of leave it at that That the friend kind of controls the mother and wants to um have her kind of all for herself you know like you have, like, this whole dynamic between all the family members that they're all there for each other. And the mom really only holds on to this, quote-unquote, demon because, you know, she feels like, you know, it's her best friend and she would never leave her like, you know, the father and the kids did. Or supposedly. Um, But, um, yeah, so that's basically the, the, uh, the idea. And the way that the ghost attacks people is it has to be in pitch black. And, uh, but the interesting idea is when the lights go off, it's kind of like the, the, the figure standing there and the lights go off and then come back on. And it's like slightly closer. So it's kind of similar to most horror, horror films, you know, like down the long alley when, you know, the lights, you know, they're walking towards the camera and the lights start going out like one by one and bursting until they get straight under the camera. So it's, it's kind of, you know, similar to that. But in the interesting aspect in this is, um, the you can use like flashlights and um, I don't want to spoil any really the devices that they use to kind of thwart Diana because it's actually pretty much area it's pretty much the inter- the most interesting thing about the film. But um, one thing, one of the negatives I'd, I'd say going into it is just the story. It uh it definitely even at a hundred uh, an hour and twenty minutes it definitely still feels long. And I believe that the, uh, the, the, the whole gimmick of, you know, the, uh, monster showing up at night and things like that runs itself pretty thin once you kind of see the logistics of how it works, um, very, very soon. Um, and you know, it just, um, uh, they don't really ease it on easy, um, onto the character, which, which I thought was kind of cool, but the, I'd say that the end is really, it's really backlogged with scares and jump scares and things like that. So it's your typical haunted house horror film. So it's something that deals more with like the haunted house type scares, you know, um, jumping up, somebody grabbing you, you know, not knowing what's behind you being in the complete darkness. And, um, the director really plays a lot with different light sources and different lighting, which I thought was interesting. Um, And also like uh, delves into like technology in a way, which is pretty interesting. You know, it's kind of hard to walk around those ideas because if you're kind of like a, a seasoned horror fan, you know, those are the kind of things that you're going to want to know. I mean, those are the things that will kind of surprise you. Otherwise, it's fairly generic. But uh, I thought that the um, uh, I was reading a little bit about the director, and he said that he wanted to use as much practical effects as possible and use like minimal CG, and that all shines through. And in, in similar to the to the Hallow, uh, really helps out the film. But the CG that is in there is glaring is glaringly bad. And um what you think might be practical effects could be just kind of a cheap little CGI uh scare. So, you know, I, I kind of question a little bit about where he's coming from there because it seems they're working kind of hand in hand, uh as far as the suit uh goes, uh, the, the the bad guys or the demon suit and like the, the practical effects that's put on top of it or some of the screen uh kind of some some of the camera tricks or you know the after effects that they've added on just to to get some scares and um you know the reactions from all the characters. The acting I thought was was fairly good across the board other than the mother. She was I mean I, I bet you it's just really hard to do a character that's kind of always down in the dumps, like psychologically unfit and, you know, addicted to drugs. It just always seems to be a character in movies that is really, really hard to do. Unless, you know, somehow the, the actor's been through that in their lifetime. And it just seems like the mother's a little bit too clean cut for something like that. Like, she's dolled up to look like, you know, she's a drug addict. Which doesn't really fit the actress at all. But, um, but like I said, it, it's going to be hard to kind of talk about uh, the film without um, spoiling it. But um, I guess overall, I would say... Um, it like I was saying before like with the, the the haunted house analogy it has it has all of the scares all of the jump scares and everything that you've seen before you kind of know what's going to happen um, and uh, the uh, limitations of what the demon can do you know especially not being able to come out during the day and what seemingly would be easy to kind of thwart her power at night you know with some oversized like a generator or or more lights or more you know flashlights or something of that nature um building a huge fire you know they they kind of go over things like that but it seems to me that the the characters would be a little bit smarter about getting as much light as possible and not just relying on one power source towards the end you know it's you know it's just a bad idea all around and another strange thing is there really isn't a lot of um people getting hurt in the movie I, I it happens in the beginning and the end but there isn't really anything in the middle like the meat of the story to get you really involved with any of the characters it doesn't really go over their backgrounds all that much um or kind of delve into you know why you should care about them. And I don't necessarily think you have to to enjoy it. It's just, it kind of goes into some really dark places at the very end that, that it, I don't think that, that it was needed. And it, it's hard to, and I like, again, it's kind of hard to talk around, but um, what seemingly is like, you know, a, a typical scary horror uh, uh, I mean, what I call like a haunted house type movie turns into, gets really, really dark at the end and um, as far as the subject matter goes. And that was one thing that kind of was a turnoff, at least for me. And, um, one that I think could have been avoided and, you know, obviously they'll be able to do more of these movies, you know, they can easily write in, you know, the creature coming back or, you know, whatever they want to do. Like same with Annabelle. I mean, they can have these, these characters and creatures come back forever. And, you know, and especially the next one, they may, even if you give them the, the double the budget of just 10 million, you know, it'll still be a success. So it's like a no lose situation uh, for these films. And I'm sure they'll just keep coming out with more and more. It seems like, you know, um, the more vague, the, the more vague the bad guy nowadays, the better, you know, kind of a similarity to, um, like you know, Jason or Michael Myers, um. So yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see as, how it goes is in in the future. But um, I would probably let's see, let's go ahead and get to the to uh, the stars on this. And I I give it uh, like a solid three out of five. It, it wasn't the best. I wouldn't really recommend it for a Halloween viewing. But um, you know, if you just want you're, you know, if you're just a red box or something like that, and it's the only horror movie in there. I mean, I, I, mean, I would say check it out. So, um, there's some interesting things in there for a horror, like a die-hard horror fan, where you'll get a little bit of, you'll get, you'll get a little bit of enjoyment. Out, I'll say that, that you haven't really seen before. So, um, yeah, take that for what it is. But, uh, yeah, it was it's okay. So, um, let's go ahead and just talk a little bit about, uh, the new star Wars rogue one trailer. Um, this one is, uh, people are speculating that this one might be like one of the last trailers to be released. Like, especially like official, we're not talking like, you know, TV spots or anything like that, but I'm like pumped for this, you know, uh, coming out of the last movie, um, I felt kind of cheated or not really uh, what we've really promised as far as a new Star Wars film. And um, if you want to hear my thoughts on that, you can go back to, uh, um, I believe it was like episode 15 or so, 15 or 16. I'll go back and review it and put it uh, in the show notes But um, when we did the review of Star Wars. But um, yeah, it just this one, I'm just definitely pumped for it. It just has everything which you, that you're looking for. And one of the things that, as far as Star Wars goes as a whole, it um, and, you know, just going back and kind of reading, you know, what they're, they're wanting to do with the series, um, I just feel like they're going to just keep rehashing these older stories and, you know, building on some of these characters and what happened in between certain movies and connecting the dots um, for as long as they possibly can until it comes to a time where, you know, we can have a brand new story, which is what I'm really, really wanting to see. And it just seems to me that Hollywood chose J.J. Abrams just because he's kind of the perfect person who can like, like just pander to an audience and kind of just put a new shine, a new sheen on old franchises. I mean, you had, uh, you know, Cloverfield, which is pretty much an exact, you know, Godzilla remake. You had Super Eight, which was a Close Encounters exact remake. You had um, Star Trek One and Star Trek Two, which were complete remakes of the originals. Um, and, you know, the guy, and then you had Star Wars: Force Awakens, which was just a complete and utter rehash of the first Star Wars. So. Or uses the same the it's all the same ideas, um, and for whatever reason, you know this is accepted by everybody. I, I just don't understand why we we would just want to see these rehashes redone. I mean, it's okay for me to have the the characters come back and you know to see them on screen after so many years. I mean that's exciting, but to have them kind of throw up the same tired jokes and. Um, you know, and it's just reference after reference after reference. It's just, I just rather just see a brand new story. You know, it's not really, um, it's not really about, to me, it's not really going back and kind of celebrating the past. I mean, we've lived the Where you know, if we've, if you've watched the previous films, we've lived the past for like, like 35 or 40 years worth of Star Wars. So we know, you know, every little thing that's about it's it been scrutinized for so many years. And, you know, I just thought that what we were promised was, you know, just a brand new and exciting film. It just wasn't given to me. I was given a rehash. So, um, but yeah, more on that. You can go back and listen to the original episode if you want to hear more about that. But this one, even though we know what the conclusion is going to be, it's the, the journey is going to be interesting and sure. There's going to be a lot of connecting the dots and sure. There's going to be, um, probably, um, Since it's uh, going to be a consolidated movie, like maybe a one-off movie especially, that it'll be a – you'll probably see uh, uncharacteristically some of the characters like passing away in the movie, which might be interesting or it could be interesting because it doesn't really – you haven't really seen all that much. You haven't really seen that happen in Star Wars movies in the past, really all that much, especially like main characters or characters that kind of mean something so – that dynamic alone gets me excited. And then, I mean, just the special effects look fantastic. It's just giving you everything that you want to see. It, it It's like kind of like when the Fast and Furious movies kind of made their turn and turned into more of like an action, uh, you know, an action heist type movie. It You had the racing thing, you know, it's kind of got old after, you know, the first four and then or maybe like the first, yeah, the first four and then like five kind of turned on its head and then from then on it's all just been about a big expendable style action film you know which you know it's just so much more fun and so much more enjoyable and I think that's what we're going to get with this I think they're going to leave a lot of the politics aside and we're just going to get with these one-off movies we're going to get all of the uh, action you know whereas the main films all we're going to do is just connect the dots between different characters who their fathers are um, what their legacies are, you know, and then bring it all to the forefront with Leia and Luke and then have a big showdown in a couple of years. And then, and then we'll finally get to some, hopefully get to some newer stories and they don't go back and try to fill the gap between return and force awakens. Hopefully that doesn't happen. And then we have to wait another like nine, 10 years until there's something new. So, um, but yeah, I guess I guess what I'm saying is that this just looks really, really good, and I, I'm like, I'm glad that you know that one we're getting like a new movie every year, but two, this one seems to be a little bit more different, or a little bit different than the others. And then speaking of action, you know, the next uh, trailer was uh, kind of threw me on my head it was John Wick Two. You know, I I know there was a lot of problems with the first one as far as the story goes, but Man, is it just fun from start to finish? As far as that's what you want in an action movie. I mean, it, it's short. It's to the point. It's got, um, kind of a cool little bitty, little bit of a backstory to it, a little bit of mystique to it. You have like colorful characters. You have like twists and turns. You have, you know, it's tongue in cheek. It has some black comedy. It's everything that you want to see like in an action, like action movie, you know, similar to like, Death Wish or Cobra, you know, it just has that cool feel to it, and the the new trailer is no different. I I implore everyone to go check it out if you haven't watched it. and Definitely, it's going to be like one of my most looked forward to films, I guess, coming up, and uh, and definitely check that out. It looks it looks like it's it's going to be have more characters, more cars. It's gonna be a little bit more elevated. Uh, and looks like they have more money to work with, so it could be a lot of fun. So, uh, uh, that pretty much brings us to the end. I'm sorry it was like a, a shorter episode, but we'll definitely be back next week with, um, a big episode. Um, I was thinking about reviewing the Wailing, which just recently came out on DVD and, uh, But uh, if you have any other, uh, like, horror recommendations or horror films, I know it's October, or or anything else that you want reviewed, just uh, feel free to leave it in the comments. Um, Feel free to follow me. Uh, It's at Lee Van Martin. That's at L-E-E-V-A-N-M-A-R-T-I-N. You can hit me up on there with questions, comments. Um, You can email us us at uh, feasiblefilmcast. Or, I'm sorry, feasiblefilm at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, and you can send your questions and comments there as well. And until next week, um, stay feasible.